Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. How are supplement brands capitalizing? What trends are resonating with consumers? And what is the outlook with the holidays upon us? Here to answer those questions and more is Chase Hockman, Director of Solutions and Engineering at Market Intelligence at Sky. Hi, Chase, and welcome to the NutriCast. Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me on today. I appreciate your time. So for those who don't know, what is Sky and how does it work? So Sky is a commerce intelligence and advertising platform. And we recently had a merger between two companies, the legacy Kenchu, which comes from a long legacy in helping marketers manage omni-channel media activation. And me specifically, I come from Signals Analytics, which is this market intelligence piece, which we provide market intelligence via connected data sets. And we're collecting data from multiple different areas from the public ecosystem, connecting them all and allowing marketers as well as product innovation people to get insights from this connected data ecosystem. And so what kind of technology is used to make some of these predictions? What we're doing is we're taking data from all over the place, right? So we're crawling from consumer data That could be coming from social media. That could be coming from product reviews. We're pulling understanding from influencers, what are products actually claiming. We could pull data from sales information, even from some earlier indications from like research papers and clinical trials and patents. So what we're doing is we're crawling all of this information. We're connecting it into one ecosystem. And this is what really allows us to actually do this trend forecasting, where we could say, what are going to be the emerging ingredients within the vitamin, mineral, and supplement space as it relates to a specific benefit? Because we're not just taking cues from you know, just what's happening in the social sphere on Twitter, or we're not just understanding what's happening in sales, but instead we're taking in all these different signals and using a machine learning algorithm, we can actually say what is going to be the next thing with a higher accuracy in a year down the line. Interesting. So you mentioned all these different kinds of signals. I'm wondering, is there a stronger signal Are you able to pull more information from, say, an influencer or from a certain social media website versus maybe just a regular website or something? Yeah, I think it's very dependent on the category. So at Sky Market Intelligence, we cover a number of different categories ranging from vitamins, minerals, and supplements. We do apparel, beauty, food, and your typical beverage categories. What we found specifically within the VMS categories, there's this huge push relative to other categories to go on to online retail specifically. And a lot of advertising dollars are being spent on online retail. So a lot of these signals have actually been coming from reviews on these different e-commerce sites, whether we're pulling from like a Walmart or Amazon, understanding some of those cues. And then we're collecting those influencers that are specific to the VMS world. What's interesting about VMS, right? It can be your typical Instagram blogger that we think of as the everyday influencer, but we can also be looking at some of those scientific publications right? What was WebMD actually discussing? And we're seeing more and more consumers actually look to some of that scientific literature. And that's becoming one of those main signals for what's going to be the next big thing in a year or three years down the line. So I was going to ask you, how important is it for consumers to have products and ingredients backed by science? And you're telling me that it's very important to them. Yeah, I think it's one of the most important things that we're seeing all the time is claims such as professionally recommended, or even there's a feature that lots of labels are talking about, such as it's a patent-related claim. So 
I think as we're moving forward, you know, the VMS space is getting very crowded. We've seen a lot of new product innovation. I believe I read somewhere that there's a 20% increase in new products in the last three years. So with that increase in products becoming more crowded, there's different ways that these different brands are trying to differentiate themselves. Uh, one of which is capitalizing on people's new interest in actually taking the time to read labels and actually understand the scientific literature. You know, people are really taking the time to actually read into the research how each individual ingredient is helping for a specific benefit. Mm-hmm. What are some categories that people are interested in? I, I have to imagine immune support is probably at the top. Yeah, totally. So, you know, immunity is on the top of everyone's mind. I think we saw that huge sales spike specifically in Q1 of 2020. We've actually seen a good amount of price decrease in immunity products, I think, because there is that oversaturation and everyone's looking to get into the immunity game with a bunch of different ingredients, saying that the mechanism of action is for actually immunity. I think what we're seeing, though, is that the spike in immunity is actually beginning to level out. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Based on looking at publications and recent research, it's actually spiking in the last couple of months. So that's a sheer sign that, you know, not necessarily that immunity because the social conversation is flattening out, but I think people are looking to new ways to actually approach immunity. I think, for example, vitamin C is on the decline actually in consumer conversation, but people are looking at more emerging ingredients. Some of the signals we found specific to immunity were ginseng, aloe vera, and uh, glucosamine were the three ingredients we saw with growing consumer conversation. What are some other ingredients that are winning right now? Not necessarily immunity ones, but overall, what are some ingredients that consumers are looking at? Yeah, I think people, a lot of our cues are, you know, it's nothing too new or novel, but ashwagandha is kind of this new cure-all, right? People were typically looking at it for like stress and sleep, energy, and even concentration. But we're seeing these new signals that people are taking ashwagandha actually for sexual health. Um, we saw that up 40% in the last six months. So inflammation is up 16%. And actually people who are taking ashwagandha are very satisfied with this idea that it actually helps with inflammation. And then also diet and weight is something that we've seen a big trend within the benefit that people are looking to VMS supplements for. So that's another piece. I think some other ingredients that I've noted too, again, not very emerging and kind of well-known, but probiotics. I think probiotics are very much on the increase, but we're looking at new innovative ways of actually taking probiotics as well. And there's a lot of scientific literature. I think when I used the Sky Market Intelligence platform, I saw well over 100 open clinical trials looking specifically at probiotics as it relates to vitamins, minerals, and supplements, really trying to understand how to make them more shelf stable, how to actually make them research-backed, and how to make them more digestible. I think that's one of the key things with probiotics. And people are looking at beyond just gut health. Again, we're looking at things such as inflammation or helping with blood sugar. And the key buzzword I keep saying here is like diet and weight, I think is really something that's on the rise as well. I think I want to mention besides just some of those like established ingredients as well, um, we're seeing some of these botanicals come into play too. So what I did was I looked at consumer conversation over the last six months and tried to understand what are the ingredients that are growing the most. Um, some of the things I meant, I noticed or surfaced were chlorophyll, for example. Um, chlorophyll had a 55% growth in the last six months, specifically for skin and beauty, digestion, and diet and weight. Tribulus was one as well for aging, muscle, and prenatal health. And then the third one I noticed that was kind of this emerging ingredient was chromium. 
Um, one thing to note about chromium, though, that we noticed that it was healthy for metabolism. It had a very high sentiment, but when looking at some other benefits, such as prenatal, even though it was growing, there was a bit of a negative sentiment around it. So really trying to identify where is there this growing interest from a consumer perspective, also looking at the sales perspective, but making sure that we're capturing the sentiment is really key to make sure that what we're consuming within the vitamins, minerals, and supplement space, we actually believe are helping to benefit these things that we're looking for. Do you know why there was a negative sentiment with chromium? I would have to look into the data itself. Um, you know, we can pull out the verbatims there. What we're doing though is we're looking at the actual text and we're crawling those reviews to mention any time that chromium is in relation to prenatal. I saw there was this huge spike in kind of warning in, you know, is it scientifically backed or is there might be an issue with it? So just those little signals are areas that we can tell our brands that maybe you should be cautious or even going back to the last topic about, you know, professionally recommended, make sure that some of these claims are research backed. And then just going back to probiotics, you mentioned they're on the rise. And I know that a lot of people find probiotics confusing. Was that something that you came across? You know, there's so many different types of probiotics out there and you start getting into these like very scientific names that might be a little more concerning for the end consumer, right? So you have like lactobacillus plantarum or lactobacillus paracasi. And I apologize if I'm messing up those pronunciations. <laughs> they're tricky. <laughs> as well, they're tough. But, you know, as we're seeing these trends, more and more consumers are looking into the science and taking kind of enjoyment and looking at research papers, you know, we're actually getting this idea of more of like a targeted, you know, ingredient for a specific benefit. I think that kind of relates into one of those trends and the decline potentially of the multivitamin. Not to say that multivitamins are going anywhere, right? But I think people are getting much more specific and personalized, trying to understand what their bodies are doing and understand how an ingredient, I mentioned some of those botanicals before, can actually treat one specific um, benefit. And then just going beyond actual ingredients, just taking a look at some overall trends, was there anything that stood out to you? Yeah, so we mentioned immunity, like that's the big kind of elephant in the room. I think one thing I did notice, and I took this from a sales perspective. So I wanted to understand for specific benefits, which directionality sales were coming. Um, I think some of the ones that were on the biggest rise were cognitive and nootropics. So I saw a 50% increase in the last sales so there's this huge push for VMS products that actually help for focus. And it's also something that I've been seeing quite a lot in the food and beverage space. Also seeing sleep. So sleep had a 42% growth in sales in the past year. And the benefit with the largest or the area of the largest increase in sales that I actually saw in the past year was having to do with memory specifically. And it was just shy of 100% growth in the past year for sales, which was quite interesting as well. Wow. So memory, is that for the aging population? Are you able to see who, who's interested in that particular category? Yeah. So it is mostly for the aging population. You know, I'm seeing lots and lots of these overlap of benefits. You know, I mentioned like tribulus before had a high association with aging as well. And then there was the Prevagen piece, right? It's apocorin the active ingredient in Prevagen where people are looking at to actually take it in a supplement form. And I think that was one of the causes of that rise as well, maybe due to all the big advertising spend in that space. So would you say that most brands are spending their dollars specifically online? Yeah. So I think 
you know, more and more VMS versus the other channels are actually spending a lot of their dollars on actual retail media. I think now that we're seeing a lot of brands that weren't necessarily D2C, but just sold in stores, they're actually finding that they have to compete in these online sales. And we're actually seeing a lot more advertising spend specifically within retail media, because then they can actually track how much benefit it's actually bringing to the brands. And Chase, just looking beyond the holidays, what is the outlook for 2022 overall? You know, I quickly did a look at the last year holidays, and one of the biggest spikes I actually saw was for ashwagandha, specifically treating mood and stress. Um, And we saw this massive spike last December. And what I think moving forward is we're going to actually see this more purchasing of more premium brands. I think as a whole, VMS products have actually decreased as a price per unit, but people are more and more willing to actually pay up for these new premium brands that are actually scientifically backed. So I think we're going to get much more personalized gifts for a specific ingredient, treating a specific benefit that has that scientific label um, that might be treating some of those new trending topics, not necessarily new, but established, but especially during the holiday times, people are looking for things such as diet and weight and metabolism control. And one of the other things that I've seen in the forecast is collagen being a big one. You see it a lot in beauty, but now people are going beyond just taking collagen supplements for skin, but they're actually looking at it from a mood and stress perspective as well. And then just beyond the holidays, what can we expect from next year, 2022? Yeah, I think there's still going to be this huge push for a new novel tastes formats, I think is something that's going to be really key to actually help stand out from the competition. You know, we're seeing some of these new formats such as vitamin sprays, for example. And we're seeing all these, what used to be like tablets or pills actually move into gummies, right? So apple cider vinegar being the classic example. And we're also, I think, more so looking at natural ingredients. You know, people are taking a lot of trends from food as well. And we're seeing these trends in food actually cascade down into vitamins, minerals, and supplements. Things such as like sugar-free and vegan we're seeing a lot. Organic is something that's quite on the rise. And then looking at ingredients that are normally consumed potentially in food, such as like turmeric. I noticed that was on the rise in vitamins, minerals, and supplements. It's also a big white space amongst many food categories, as well as I noticed it's a white space in coffee. Collagen, again, I think beyond just the holiday season, we're seeing this huge rise in its use in skincare. And now people are looking at it as a supplement for other benefits. Um, And then, you know, CBD is the one that's on on a lot of people's minds. And we Mm -hmm. see that it definitely did have a massive spike in the past couple of years, especially as we moved on to more of like the gummy form. I think that is beginning to level out based on the consumer conversation that we're seeing. I think we are starting to see this trend actually cascade down into pet supplements. And we're seeing lots of pet CBD And consumers are actually taking some of their supplements that they're taking and giving it to their pets as well. So just something I'm on the lookout always and trying to understand how are different categories actually cascading into vitamins, minerals, and supplements and vice versa. What are we taking as supplements now that we can actually start putting into our food and drink and beauty products? It is funny watching this category kind of translate or lead into the pet section. You know, I am hearing and seeing a lot of pet brands getting into the VMS category. I'm seeing regular supplements. I'm seeing a lot more probiotics and there's even some microbiome testing that some companies are doing for pets. 
Yeah, totally. And many of the partners we work with, massive pet companies are actually asking us to build out ecosystems that are specific to pet supplements and understanding what some of those cascading trends are. So I think there's a really huge push from some of the big players in the pet food space to really tackle these new innovations um, and capitalize on them. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for brands looking to stand out? Brands, you know, for humans and, and pets, I'll throw that out there as well. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, as I mentioned before, it, there's many, many new products coming onto the market and many of these what weren't D2C brands prior actually starting to compete in this D2C space. So what's really key for brands is to understand where is there an unmet consumer need and how, where is there an unmet consumer need for a specific benefit? The typical vitamin Bs, Cs, Ds, and Es, they're quite saturated, but when you're actually able to connect multiple data types and something we're doing at Sky Market Intelligence is trying to understand where is there this heavy consumer demand, yet there's not much product saturation. So picking ingredients such as like a cranberry or a garlic, we're seeing this heavy demand that's outweighing this product supply. And beyond that, the recommendation is you need to make sure that you're targeting the right audience, right? So you mentioned before, looking at some of the aging population for specific ingredients, who are the actual demographics that are reading some of the scientific literature and also marketing to the right channel, right? Understanding what are the benefits or ingredients that are resonating with consumers on Twitter versus an Instagram versus a consumer who's reading a medical blog or looking at reviews on Target and Walmart. So really identifying who that the messaging is and an understanding more also who are those up and comers where you look at what's up and coming in the scientific literature and what are influencers talking about specifically to really grasp onto those early trends. As we mentioned before too, doing this forecast trending, trying to identify what is going to be a demand within a year. That's something that we're working on a lot and a lot of the questions that we're getting. All right, we've given our listeners a lot to think about here. Jace Hockman, Director of Solutions, Engineering, and Market Intelligence at Sky. Thank you so much for coming on the NutriCast today. Yeah, and I really appreciate you having me. Thank you, Danielle. If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.